0: Welcome to North Node Astrology, Rediscovering Your Life Direction and Soul Purpose. My name is Elizabeth Spring, and we're going to be talking about the nodes, the planets, your transits, everything. I've been a professional astrologer and student of Carl Jung since 1991, and many years ago apprenticed with Stephen Forrest and Alice Howell. This podcast is based on two of my books, North Note Astrology, Rediscovering Your Life Direction and Soul Purpose, and Lifting the Veil, Becoming Your Own Best Astrologer, both on Amazon.com. This podcast is for newbies as well as seasoned students of astrology. And a side note, I didn't start writing my books until after my second Saturn return at age 59, so I'm a firm believer in fresh starts in life. I've also continued to write three more books since then. And you can find out how to set up an astrology reading with me through my website, elizabethspring.com. I can usually do a reading for you within a few days. And you can also find me on Facebook or my blog under North Node Astrology. So welcome for today. When someone asks what work I do, I always have to summon up a little extra courage before answering, I'm an astrologer. And the reaction is usually the same. Really, they say. And then after a pregnant pause and intense eye contact, they either quickly change the subject or ask with raised eyebrows, so how long have you been doing it? When I say I started studying 38 years ago, I often see a Shy smile and hear their confession. Well, I always wanted to try that, although I don't know if I believe. That's my cue to say that I don't know if I actually believe either. I don't put much stock in newspaper or internet horoscopes, but I find them fascinating. I take them as a theory and then look to see if my experience matches what they say. I'm actually quite a skeptical person. And I do know that I don't believe in any woo-woo vibrations from the planets, and I don't care if Pluto has been demoted by the scientists. And I'm simply not interested in trying to prove astrology to anyone. But I am interested in explaining it. And then I hear myself saying, Have you heard of the concept of synchronicity? Do you know about the Swiss psychiatrist Carl Jung? do you know about the nodes about then i'll know i'll have to have another cup of coffee because the conversation isn't going to end quickly people are curious and they want to know more i can easily accept the hypothesis that astrology may not be verifiably true at all and that the planets in the heavens are simply the names we give to deep psycho spiritual processes But when astrology is dismissed glibly by people who have never experienced it, it's more than annoying. So why does astrology work? It appears to be a richly symbolic language of the soul that defies reason. And it works, as I said before, not because of any woo-woo vibrations of the planets, but for two reasons. One, because... When we ask questions in a spirit of sincerity, I believe the universe conspires to show us answers if we listen well. It follows Jesus' law, ask and ye shall receive. The second reason is because of the grace-filled principle of synchronicity. The philosopher Plato and the late Swiss psychiatrist Carl Jung developed this theory of synchronicity, which literally means united time, Sin means to unite, and chronos means of time. So synchronicity is the theory of meaningful coincidences in which there is no rational causal connection between event A and event B, but instead there is a meaningful or a beautifully symbolic relationship between the two disconnected events. Jung shared his discovery discovery of synchronicity and his many experiences with it in his autobiography, Memories, Dreams, and Reflections. And as I understand it, there needs to be a feeling, a sincerity, and something of importance that you are dealing with in order for the, quote, gods to intervene in creating a synchronistic moment. Perhaps this is why when we use astrology or other forms of divination too lightly, the results are likewise light. However, when we come from a place of heartfelt emotion in therapy, romance, dreams, or prayer, we may sometimes be quite shocked by what connections can be made. Synchronicity may take our conscious egos by surprise, but like a serious clue in a good mystery— It's something to be reckoned with. In terms of astrology, Carl Jung noted that one's birth time and place is a true synchronistic event and that astrology works because of it. He went on to say that, quote, We are born at a given moment in a given place, and like vintage years of wine, we have the qualities of the year and of the season in which we are born, unquote. Jung didn't understand the mystery of this process, but he found that by his experience that astrology simply works. So he used it in his analysis with his clients, even though he was often reluctant to talk about it because he feared professional criticism. But here's a good question. What about those twins all born at almost the same time to the same parents and in the same place? Since their charts will look so similar, what's the difference? The difference is they are each separate and unique souls. The incoming story of each baby soul here will look similar on paper. But we don't know how these souls lived out their past life karmic stories. They probably had similar challenges and perhaps wanted to reincarnate with other souls they've known before. But the essence of it is that they are each bringing in variations on a theme. And in this life, they're going to play out variations on a theme. Their nodes will look similar, but their responses will be different. Astrology is what I do. It's my spiritual practice. And I believe in it as one might believe in any religion. And mostly because it makes sense out of the injustices in the world when viewed in the karmic reincarnational light of multiple lives. This kind of worldview, this kind of evolutionary astrology, reminds me repeatedly that our souls are on a journey home, and that on this grand quest we encounter questions, and we have chances over and over again to make things right for ourselves. Every light, every life, is a unique path to its own home. No right or wrong, no dogma or rigid expectations. But the type of astrology I practice has elements of Buddhism, Hinduism, and the Judeo-Christian worldview in it. And yet, it's not based on any of these. Instead, it draws out of them a non-judgmental, compassionate view of life, and adds them to a belief in the plausibility of reincarnation and the soul's pre-existence. This belief system holds that there is an evolutionary process moving the soul from separation from its divine nature towards reconnection with a benevolent source. Here's where it gets interesting. It suggests that we have so much free will that our soul actually chooses The time and place to be born into so that the soul brings over the gifts and challenges from previous lives. So how does it all work? When an astrologer draws up a birth chart based on that very important birth time and place, it will show tendencies or probabilities, but it doesn't show destiny. We still have free will. Each choice and every attitude in life builds character, and character and fate are delightfully intertwined. Why delightful? Because if we believe in that formula of fate plus character equals destiny, then we can consciously work on our own character. Fate can throw us hard times, but we create our destiny by building our character in response to what life presents us with. We use our free will to continually make choices, and those choices are either conscious or unconscious and are based on what we know at the time. For me, I sense a plan of divine justice here and a cosmic pattern that affirms a meaningfulness and a divine dance between the macrocosm and the microcosm, between God and man, between heavens and earth. Astrology accepts the ancient occult saying, as above, so below, as within, so without. And so it presumes a relationship between the planets above and the earth below between the numinous mind of God and the individual psyche within. When you look at your own chart, you'll see a psycho-spiritual description of yourself that transcends one life alone. Every planet in the chart is karmic. Karmic means habitual patterns, and reflects the usual way you have of doing things, and it may continue over many lives. Some of our old habits serve you well. Others seem to be troublemakers. So negative karmic patterns are those reactive, knee-jerk responses. They're your default patterns when you're not applying a lot of conscious willpower over a situation. That's the South Node. Karma is not all bad. In fact, just like all planets and the signs, they can be read in a positive and a negative manner. And your karma contains your gifts as well as your stubborn resistances. And that is held in the South Node. In a nutshell, karma is the law of cause and effect. But not all karma is obvious or linked in a fair and just manner in this one life. So the subject does get mysterious, but who doesn't love to attempt to understand a good mystery? Character, choice, and fate interwine in mysterious ways. And my focus here is not to predict, but to help you explore all the possibilities in your chart. For example, let's say that you're born a female with blue eyes and red hair and perhaps an Irish background, but it's also significant if your north node or sun in your birth chart is tightly aspecting Pluto. The closeness of your north node to Pluto or the sun to Pluto suggests that your father and your paternal inheritance is strong, and then you have a kind of intensity and charisma that other people may find intimidating at times. It also suggests that you may have lost a gift from the Father. He may have been absent to you in some way. sun Pluto aspects suggest that there may be some contact with the underworld in your life, and suggest that you're not going to shy away from the deep and sometimes taboo areas of life, but rather will be drawn to explore them in order to regain the gift. You'll want to understand the challenges that your father and grandfather had, so that you can understand your family karmic inheritance and not act out urges unconsciously. There's a legacy with this aspect, as there is with all aspects, And the goal is for compassionate understanding and often forgiveness so that you do not act out the karmic genetic tendencies blindly. Now, because the planets don't cause anything to happen, but merely reflect the climate of a particular time, we have free will in determining how we're going to play out the symbolism of our birth chart and the astrological weather of the transits. You can choose to play out your karma on what might be called a higher octave rather than a lower octave. And this higher octave is contained in the north node of your chart. And the more you know, the more choices you have, the better your decisions. This is when knowledge becomes power. Wisdom and character is what happens along the way. Okay, I'm going to stop there for today. And next time we're going to talk about the nodes more specifically. And I want to thank you for joining me today. This is uh, my first podcast here. And again, my website is elizabethspring.com where there are articles and you can find out there how to set up a reading. And my books are available on amazon.com. So don't forget to hit subscribe so you can find this podcast easily on your phone again. And I know I'll have a listener out there. That's you. Hit subscribe. Bye for now.